0: Scott Jennings here and today we're talking about equipment. Buy, rent, RTO, RPO, lease. Which one? Executive summary for you. Construction equipment. Necessary tool to perform the work, right? But how do you actually acquire it? There's a several different ways you can acquire equipment like I just mentioned in the title of the article. You should consider all of them but for different reasons when you go to acquire a piece of equipment to get the job done. So what are my options? So today you've made the decision, I'm going to acquire a piece of gear. I can buy it, so I can use cash, I can draw from my equipment line, if I have an operating line there at the bank, or I can maybe finance it through the seller. You buy it from John Deere, or Caterpillar, or the like, they're going to have equipment finance deals right there at the dealership, just like when you buy a car. You can rent it, that's option number two. Go down to the rental store down in the corner, I need a forklift, and you can rent it for the day or the month, and then just send it on back. The third way is an acronym, which I often use as RPO, Rental Purchase Options. Some people use RTO, Rent to Own, whatever it is, you can rent the piece of equipment for a series of months and then at the end of the rental period, you can talk with the rental agency and they might want to sell you the piece of gear at a discount and use some of that rental money you put in there to actually go towards the actual purchase of the gear. That was the third option. Fourth option, you can lease. So this is not real different from the way you lease a car. You can go in and buy a brand new car and you can lease it for two months, or for, I'm sorry, two years. And then after the two years, you can get a new model, a brand new something else. Same sort of deal with construction equipment, same but different. So we have a lot of pros and cons for each of these different methods. Let's go through some of the pros and cons of buying, renting, et cetera, et cetera. So if you decide you want to buy, Pros and cons. So when you buy it, number one pro, you have control over the availability. If you own it, it's in your fleet, you decide when it's available and how long you want to have it where. There is another pro of buying is there's a lesser monthly cost than a rental bill. So the piece of gear might cost you $1,000 a month to rent, but it may only cost $300 a month to quote unquote rent it from yourself, you know, because you've bought it from whomever and you've taken that cost of that piece of gear over, the, over a 48-month period, and the cost of the gear divided by 48 months is a monthly cost of maybe $250, whereas you go down to the rental store on the corner, and they're going to charge you some number many times larger than that. Lastly, a pro of buying is it increases the fixed asset value on your balance sheet. If one day you want to sell your company, have all those assets sitting on the balance sheet, your company is worth more, at least from an equipment standpoint. The cons of buying? Well, now you're responsible for all equipment operating expenses, all lubrications, all repairs. You're also responsible for property taxes if you're storing it somewhere. And then the actual storage facility and the maintenance facility cost is all yours. Next method, renting. Pros, no maintenance. You just got to put gas in it, something goes wrong. Just like if you're in an apartment, something goes wrong in your apartment or on this piece of gear. Someone else is going to come out and fix it. Another pro of renting is no concerns over underutilization. If you need a piece of gear for three weeks out of the year, you rent it for three weeks out of the year and then you return it back to the rental company. A con of renting is you have limited availability. You don't dictate when the piece is available for rental, they do. There's also a higher rental cost, like I mentioned before, the rental cost per month is higher than uh, the rental cost from yourself if you own it. And then lastly, if you're renting, you're not building any equity. Next one, RTO-RPO, so this is a rental purchase option or renting to own. The pro is you get to try or run the gear. If you guys like the gear, great, buy it. If it does the job efficiently, great, buy it. There's no long-term commitment either. You can rent it for three months and say, you know, I don't wanna buy it and just return it. So once you're done with the rental, just send it on back to the rental house. Lastly, a portion of your rental, this is a pro, a portion of your rental goes to the purchase. The con, if you will, you know, on this rental purchase option, same as the rental, right? I mean, you're, you're not building any equity, yes, but um, one con, if you will, that's it's not obvious is that only a portion of your rental will go to the purchase. So a lot of times it can be that if you sign up initially for a rental purchase option, maybe the rental house is saying, all right, well, we'll use 80% of the money you put in on rental. We'll use it to go towards the actual purchase of the piece of gear. Uh, last one is lease. So if you're going to lease a piece of gear, the pro there is that you can swap out this piece of equipment every couple of years for a new piece of, new piece of equipment. That's a good thing. Go from one shiny piece of gear to the next newest model. That's a great thing for efficiency and keeping up with technology. Also a pro of leasing is you get to maintain working capital. There are different types of leases, capital leases, operating leases. Each of them affects your balance sheet differently, affects its taxes differently, but you can manipulate or choose a lease which is more favorable for whatever position you're in You know, currently with your company. If you need to have more cash in the bank, you choose one sort of lease. If uh, you want to have a different tax effect, you choose another. So that's really a great question for your CPA. The major con about a lease is, again, no equity. You're not building any equity into the company until you actually go into an ownership mode. My story. I always varied the equipment based on what my company needs were, what the project needs were. If, like me, I was an excavator and I was a utility contractor. I needed excavators. So track hose, I had several of them. Had a couple off-road trucks, things of that nature, things that I knew I was going to use on every job. Backhoes are now, with the advent of the mini excavator, a lot of people always need a mini or a backhoe. Backhoe, as a lot of people know, is just a, an expensive wheelbarrow on wheels, so with, a, with an engine behind and pushing things around the site. So everyone usually owns one or a hundred backhoes in their fleet, and usually a lot of mini excavators, are just a lot of small stuff. When cash was good, I usually bought. When cash was bad, I leased. And I talked with my attorney, not my attorney, talked with my accountant about the different tax implications and the depreciation implications. There's a big difference. So you'll want to talk to your accountant about that. Favoring, you know, getting in a favorable position for working capital was always something I had to do as a public contractor. So I always wanted to spend as little cash as possible because I want to make sure that I maximize my working capital. So as you recall from some of the other lessons we've given here, working capital is a measure of how much cash you have in the bank. So current assets minus current liabilities is your working capital. And whatever that number is, that number, that amount of cash in the bank times some multiplier that your surety comes up with, determines how much bonding capacity you can have in your bonding program, at least in the public sector. So in conclusion, I would say that there's a lot of things in here. And Probably a real good use of time and money is to actually go to your account and say, hey, I, I read this article about you know, leasing and you know, rent-to-own and you know, just renting and buying. Have a 20-minute conversation with your CPA and learn more about the different types of leases, how all these costs filter through your balance sheet and your income statement. You know, as far as expenses on the job, there's a lot you can learn about this subject. Hope you got a lot out of this article. Have a great day. Work safe.